Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to HIV Hope and Charity, a podcast series brought to you by TVPS, a charity that's been supporting people affected by HIV since 1985. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jess and we work for TVPS. And our aim is to get as many people as possible HIV educated. If you like the podcast, please rate, subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello, welcome to HIV Hope and Charity. How are you? I'm good. I'm trying to be kinder this week. Do you remember last week when we recorded and I just barked hello at you? <laughs> I always think you're kind, but you know, I yeah, I like the softer welcoming all of us in rather than hi. <laughs> is bellowing at you, I'm trying to be kinder. Is that a softer approach? I'm not sure it is. No, I'm going to work on it. <laughs> nice. But it's nice to see you. And obviously we're not actually together this week recording. But- no, we're virtual, aren't we? But you know what that means? What? I get to sit on a chair. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but we normally record sitting on the floor. And it's kind of weirdly just become now a thing that we do, hasn't it? It started to do with the pandemic and restrictions. But now that's kind of just how it's comfortable and how we record things. So we will actually do a bit of a time lapse so that you guys can see. Because it's all a bit odd. And halfway through, we have to like adjust ourselves, getting pins and needles in our feet and stuff. So this is quite the novelty. It is. It is. I'm going to miss the physical challenge of not sitting still on the floor for half an hour. On a hard wooden floor as well. <laughs> no I comfort. And why don't we never put cushions down? It's like some sort of endurance test. We must punish ourselves. Do you know why? It's because every podcast we always say, 
we're just not doing enough compared to all these amazing people that we talk about. We're not doing enough. So maybe subconsciously, that's what we're doing. We're punishing ourselves because a bit like self-flagellation. We're like, no, we're not good enough. Oh, yes. We're not entitled to comfort because we need to do more. Yeah. Oh, gosh, we need to work on that. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Well, who do you have this week? I'm excited, as always. This week. Uh, well, our hero is an organisation and their CEO. I can see your face twitching because I've gone outside the boundaries of what it's supposed to be. But And, and I have done this before. And it's not 80s, to be honest. Like, yeah. I know we harp on about it, but that really is your comfort zone. I'm always surprised. If so, Actually, though, I'm jumping the gun. Is this you an don't 80s? know that it's not in the 80s. You're just wishing it wasn't. And your <laughs> wishes come true this week because it's not. So we, uh, so I've done Sylvia Petretti, haven't I, in Positively UK in the past, and I, I'm kind of at it again. So we're looking at the National AIDS Trust or NAT because we love we love initials in our sector, don't we? Oh, I mean, it's, it's a sea of acronym. When I started working in this sector, wow. I mean, I went to meetings and you'd I'd come out like, and I'd make a note of them and be like, I need to look these up. Yes. What has just <laughs> happened? I have no idea. This is like a string of code. Yeah, you have to be like in the club to know. (laughs) Definitely. And we're no better. Look, TVPS. Oh, that's so true, isn't it? Yes, we have adopted initials too. So yes, so NAT, National AIDS Trust, but we're also going to look at their CEO, Deborah Gold, uh, because she is, and we have used this phrase a lot, possibly too much. She is a force to be reckoned with. Now, I know, I know you've heard of NAT, but for those that haven't, they're the UK's HIV rights charity. On their website, it says that they work to stop HIV from standing in the way of health, dignity and equality and to end new HIV transmissions. They are fantastic. They do so much good work, so much campaigning. And I don't think enough people hear about them or the work that they do because they're they're sort of like you're saying, they're kind of the people behind the scenes driving everything forward, aren't they? They really are. And they are they are unsung heroes. Um, unsung heroes? Yes, that's the right. <laughs> yes. Edit, edit that out. Wrong way round. <laughs> they're unsung heroes. Because you're right, a lot of the work they do is behind the scenes. I've got some examples of the difference that they've made to positive people's lives. Um, now, the examples, they're from Wikipedia, but I am not a lazy researcher. I've double checked all this on their website. I like it. Letting us know the work you've put in. What's it called? You know, when you do maths and you show you're working. This is exactly, you. exactly like that. Showing my work. Yes. <laughs> so firstly, after a seven year campaign, National AIDS Trust secured free HIV treatment in England for all who need it. Seven years it took to get that. That's crazy, isn't it? And actually, that, that literally does mean anyone. Doesn't mean if you don't have any status here, meaning, say, if you were here illegally, it, it doesn't matter. Everyone gets HIV treatment. Absolutely. And that's amazing. They have they brought together a coalition of charities to end the use of pre-employment health questionnaires before the offer of a job is made. uh, And they did that under the Equality Act. So I think it's really easy, isn't it, to forget people used to be asked on health questionnaires about their HIV status. But when you think about how weird, because you'd never expect to be asked about any other element of your sexual health no one's ever going to say when was the last time you had syphilis or do you currently have genital warts you you just wouldn't do it would you you didn't want to ask me that at the interview (laughs) 
did I when I interviewed you? Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, it kind of harks back to oddly one of the It's a Sin specials we did where we were speaking to Sean. When he got his mortgage, they asked him if he was positive. And you think that's horrifying, but actually it wasn't that long ago, like you're saying. People were being asked when they're applying for a job on their health questionnaire. And I remember when I first started at TVPS, we were having people coming in and saying, what do I put? So inappropriate to ask that. Yeah, I do remember that. And for jobs where your HIV status was irrelevant, I'm sure it wasn't that long ago that somebody brought in, uh, they had to fill in an annual health form and it still asked them about their HIV. Or I think they changed the word into long-term conditions. And they were saying, oh, should I put this or should I not? Oh, it's bad. Again, it? just no one's business. If mm. it's not affecting your work, if it has absolutely, if it's got nothing to do, it's like anything else. The, these things are just no one's business. Yeah. And thanks to NAT, everybody has to abide by that, that rule now. It's none of your business to ask. Yeah, good. That's what people should be writing in those boxes. None of your bloody business. <laughs> Oh, right. What else have they done? They were instrumental in securing and participating in the review, which led to an overturn of the lifetime ban on gay men donating blood. Amazing. Oh, look, here come the facial expressions. Because I just I want to like give them a little round of It's like, yes, yes, yes. See, this is it. I, I mean, I feel like we're five minutes in and I'm like, they're already just the best thing ever, aren't they? And like you're saying, we just need so many people to support them and do what they can. Oh, I just think they're amazing. They are amazing. Uh, They've also influenced home office policy so that asylum seekers living with HIV who need help with accommodation will not be routinely dispersed away from the area where they're attending an HIV clinic. Now, I remember, and you might remember too, there was a time when lots of people were being dispersed. You actually Um, sent me to to the home office in my first week with someone that got dispersed. Oh, down in Croydon. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and they got dispersed up to Liverpool. So I went with them to support them. And it was, you know, it was really traumatic for you them. You went to Croydon. You didn't go to Liverpool with them. I didn't go to Liverpool. The person I was supporting was, I went with them to Croydon. They did their interview and then they had to wait and get, they got dispersed on a bus straight away that day. Straight away. Yeah, yeah. it used to happen that quickly. I remember one of the ladies I was supporting, she didn't even know where she would, where she'd ended up. And she rang me and I was like, can you describe any landmarks? And all she could say is, lots of people are wearing black and white. I was oh gosh, what? Where, where? <laughs> well, it turned out that she'd been dispersed to Newcastle and it was um, match day oh. and they were wearing black and white kits. Okay, okay, I'm with you. So that's all she kept saying. Everyone's wearing black and white and it's freezing cold. So I was like, okay, I think you're probably up north, but where? But imagine for her, I felt so sorry for her. Imagine not even knowing where you are in the country. You've just been put on a bus and shipped off somewhere. It's not a nice experience at all, but that's really amazing. I actually didn't know that, that there was that change for positive people staying near their clinics. That's fantastic. Okay, so the government has announced an end to the absolute ban on HIV positive healthcare workers from doing doing jobs that involve exposure prone procedures. So that's like surgery, dentistry. Uh, So from 2014, people living with HIV, it was possible for them to work in those professions, providing they were on treatment and had uh, an undetectable viral load. Now, NAT had been calling for that change for a number of years, and they worked with um, a number of other representatives to make that change happen. Now, you said you didn't realise about the last fact. I didn't realise about this one, which I know makes me sound awful, but I didn't realise... 
that people can work in professions doing invasive procedures now. But now we know this, educating ourselves during our podcast. It's not just educating everyone else. We are getting even more HIV educated. Because sometimes it's hard, isn't it? There's so many things in the news. We're always, we're learning, you know, constantly about lots of different things, about PrEP, about PEP, and, uh, you know, and also because our support encompasses so many other elements such as benefits, understanding the laws around working, like we were talking about the Equality Act, things like that, that actually other bits can slip through and we're like when did that happen <laughs> no. I know, and I know it makes me sound terrible at my job but it is why we double check information before we advise our service users and it's also why I'm not the first point of contact for service users questions well you won't be anymore will you no <laughs> they'll be like not not Sarah no not today come on else it's in their faces when they come to the drop-in it's like oh yeah I'd, I'd like to speak to someone who actually knows what they're doing fine <laughs> absolutely fine what else? Two more things that they've done. More? I know, they've done a lot and we don't realise. So they lobbied the NHS to consider immediate treatment for those diagnosed with HIV. So do you remember, um, and again, it's going back a few years where you had to, your CD4 count had to drop to a certain level before you were issued with medication. That doesn't happen anymore. That is because of NAT. I did not know that was because of NAT. Yeah, I know. Because yes, I do. Because that's what we'd be saying to people because it was very stressful for people you're diagnosed you're obviously coming to terms with your diagnosis and that can take a really long time as we know and then you you also have that extra worry it was almost like another hurdle for a lot of people okay when does medication start I know for some clients they were desperate to go on medication and actually it was something they would have wanted right from the beginning but they had to wait for quite a long time so I think not just for people's physical health I, I actually think for people's mental health it's better just to go right here we go rather than all these different stages but Mm. oh yes NAT amazing and then the final uh thing that I've picked out is the most recent success for them which is of course around prep so they challenged NHS England uh in court over their failure to consider providing prep uh, they won their case in the High Court in 2016. The NHS appealed it and they won the appeal as well. And of course, that's now led to PrEP being available in all sexual health clinics. Which is amazing. But maybe we should go over what PrEP is, only because I just realised right at the start of this, we joked about all the acronyms and here we are just chucking them out all over the place still. So <laughs> PrEP is um, pre-exposure prophylaxis and um it's a tablet or tablets that you can take prior to sex. You can either do event-based dosing or daily dosing and it can help prevent you from contracting HIV. So you can take it before you have sex. Um, Obviously it's more complicated than just popping one pill before you have sex, but your sexual health clinic will be able to explain all of that. But essentially that's what PrEP is. Well explained. Thank you. Thank you very much. I I liked how I made it so simple. Just pop a little pill off you go. Like, like I said, it's a bit more complicated than that. But essentially, in a nutshell, this is where we're at. Okay, brilliant. Well done. (laughs) When we do our um, education, we do little education kind of uh, bite-sized sessions, don't we? Virtually, you should do the prep prong because we haven't done one yet. Quick, that's how fast it will be. 30 seconds. Let me tell you about prep. Boom. Maybe that's how I should do all the education as fast as I can get it in. If yes. I can't tell you about it in 30 seconds, it's not worth knowing. Obviously, that's not true. That's <laughs> a wildly ridiculous statement to make. 
Oh my gosh, I feel we're talking ourselves out of our jobs. Oh, I feel like we do it every week, to be honest. Yeah, yeah you're right. So it's nothing good that we're carrying on with that tradition. <laughs> Okay, so as we have alluded to, so all of those changes are because of NAT. We hear about these changes. We don't always consider how the changes come about um, or how much work it must take to make change happen, because some of them have taken years. And I think, I mean, it takes a special organisation to maintain that persistence until change happens. I don't have the patience to do that. I mean, well, as you know, I don't have any patience at all. I'm not sure, to be honest. Why am I using this podcast to highlight my lack of knowledge around HIV legislation and now my faults? I feel like I'm going to start using this podcast to kind of boost your self-confidence. Because last week we talked about how awful your hair is, or you did, I didn't. This week, you know, it's just that you're terrible generally and you're not patient and you don't know anything. And none of those things are actually true. So I'm going to start using this to just bring in facts, positive facts about you. Oh, you're a great CEO. There you go. First one. Boom. Excellent. Are you thinking you'll do a pay rise? This no, no. See, look at your cynicism. Right. I might not be at the next podcast. The trustees might listen to this and go, mm, we must put her job under review. <laughs> See, this is it. You need to just be like positive. I, I don't even know what we were talking about now in the beginning to have got to this point where you were saying how, oh, how long it takes them. Right. Yes, you're right. You're right. Because there are, there are support organisations. But imagine if they weren't around. Well, exactly. It's an essential kind of role, really. You know, there are lots of organisations providing support to people living with HIV, but there are very few organisations that are campaigning on their behalf to make life better. Um, So they're definitely needed. And the changes that they um, introduce or that they make happen are kind of benefit all of us, don't they? I mean, they benefit us as professionals uh, because it makes our lives easier in supporting people affected by HIV. For positive people, um, the changes bring equality and acceptance and normality. And for some people, it's basically meant they can do the job that they were trained to do. I mean, that's and the wider, yeah, the wider community, everyone say what we're talking about with PrEP. Yeah, I mean, wow. And I think really, and this is true of all campaigning organisations, I think they only ever really come under the spotlight when we notice that things aren't right. So, you know, when HIV wasn't covered by the Equality Act, we know that's not right. We know that's not fair. Then the legislation is changed and because we're happy because that's how it should be. Um, And I think we almost take it for granted, don't we, that those in power kind of came to their senses and made it happen. And we don't spare a thought for what drove that change. Well, I don't see something. I think, yes, that needs to be changed. It's changed. And I think, well, that's marvellous, isn't it? It's absolutely marvellous. And then I carry on with my work. But it's not marvellous. It's the power of NAT. Yeah, you're right. It hasn't just happened. It's they like we said, they're this. So, well, they're not a silent force, but they, they are definitely the people in the background. They're that catalyst making change. And yeah, I can't actually imagine how different our service users lives would be if it weren't for all these changes that NAT have brought about. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love them. Well, we need to talk about their CEO, Deborah Gold, because I mean, she's good. She's a great spokesperson for people affected by HIV. And she didn't actually start her career in the HIV sector. So she studied, according to LinkedIn, she studied at Reading University. Just down the oh, road. Really? So just to let everyone know, because I don't know if you all know, but Reading is one of the towns that we cover. Oh, she's from our, our patch. She is from our patch. 
Oh, well, she studied in our patch. So she did a degree in philosophy and a master's in theory and public ethics in the late 90s. So actually, your wishes come true and nothing to do with the 80s at all. Well done. Well done, you. So she's worked at Stonewall Housing, Shelter, CAB, Disability Action. Uh, and then in 2014, she joined NAT and she has led them through success after success. And they're only a small team. I didn't realise this. I think there's only about 15 of them. Wow. a lot. Yeah, I would say they're like a huge organisation, but that's the weight that they have. That's mm. the, oh, wow. I know. Now, there's not a huge amount of information about Deborah as a person. Have you been stalking? I love this. You're like, <laughs> got my little Mac on. I see you as like a weird detective with a newspaper with holes in it. Not trying to scare her, obviously. That sounds weird now. Sarah really <laughs> hasn't been doing that. I just meant like virtually. I wear a Mac when I'm doing my podcast research. (laughs) I want you to. (laughs) Please continue. I don't know why I butted in. Um, But it's not what you want, is it, when you're researching a hero? So I'm going to hazard a guess that she's perhaps someone who doesn't like to be in the spotlight too much unless it's work-related. Well, she's going to love this then. Possibly not. (laughs) Sorry, but also we have to celebrate you. Yes, yes, we do. And, you know, I mean, some people research, they're really open about their lives, aren't they? Um, and uh, they publicise a lot about their lives. It makes the research really easy. And she's definitely not one of those people. Or perhaps my researching skills are lacking. That's obviously that's No, remember, case. positive things. Only well, no, I am. I'm an established self-titled HIV historian. <gasps> do you know what I was thinking? How do I get one of those doctorates that universities give out to celebrities. I mean, I'm not a celebrity, so that is probably a barrier, isn't it? But I feel I need something more to qualify me as a historian. Okay. What I'm not sure saying I've worked in the sector for this long is going to cut it for much longer. I feel like just a few more of these podcasts. Could I just make you a certificate? No. Well, I might. I'm, okay. I'm just not going to have you say no about it. That's I'm going to do that. I'm going to make you, I'm going to put it up in the centre. I'm going to frame it. <laughs> oh, and I can wear the robes they wear. Oh, and we'll have like a graduation for you. Yes, that's it, graduation robes. That's what I'm going to wear to do my podcast in future. Okay, I love it. Multicoloured robes. Oh, not just purple, because obviously our, our kind of colour is purple. Oh, well, yes, okay. Because at the moment I'm feeling a bit of a Jace, J- Jason's Technicolor dream coat. Joseph. His coat of many colours. Yes, that's, that's what I want to have. I'm going to sweep through the centre wearing it. All I've got in my head is that song. Bring me my coloured coat. That's literally what I'm going to walk around singing behind you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, you missed your vacation in life, didn't you? Should have been singing in musicals. <laughs> Oh, maybe I'll get picked up now. Maybe we'll all live our dreams. You'll be a historian. I'll I'll be the narrator in, you know, Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. Who knows? Oh, fabulous. Well, I look forward to it. <laughs> you enjoyed that. Did you enjoy that? Maybe I'll bring more singing to the podcasts. Oh, yes, please do. That's <laughs> the one thing that is lacking from her podcasts. Just awful singing. <laughs> a musical element. <laughs> like it. Oh, oh dear. Right, okay. I feel we've lost our way. Back to Deborah. So she's written um, she's written some fabulous articles, actually, in the national press. So she's written for The Times, New Scientist, The BMJ, 
The Lancet, the Pharmaceutical Journal. Most recently, um, she wrote an article in The Guardian and she made comparisons between HIV and COVID. And she posed the really obvious question, actually, I think, that needs to be addressed as to why isn't there an HIV vaccine yet? Oh, she's good, isn't she? She's really good. And it's hard. It's hard to get regular press coverage. So to appear in you know really good quality media like she has done is a real achievement. And to do it around HIV, which we know doesn't always get the best coverage, is really commendable. And her articles, they are interesting, not because they're about HIV, but because she presents a really well-balanced point of view. I mean, obviously, it's HIV related, but not so much that you feel that you're being lectured at, which is a kind of a skill in itself, isn't it? I think that's a huge skill, actually. I think that's something that we find all the time. That's the biggest thing to engage people and have them pay attention is to not feel that you're wagging the finger and telling people off. So that's amazing. She is amazing. And have you ever heard her speak, as in public speaking, not just talking? Oh, (laughs) yes, yes, I have. Um, Yes, I went to a conference where she was and she was, yeah, really good. She's a good public speaker, isn't she? Mm. She's hugely knowledgeable. And, you know, when she speaks, I mean, she's very focused as well, something that we haven't been through in this podcast, but we can work on it. But, you know, she, she, you get the impression she is the type of person that, you know, has a really strong moral compass and that will hold people to account, which is perfect because of who she works for. I mean, if we had a moral dilemma, she'd just see us through it. No drama, no fuss. But I think that's the sort of person that she is. Do you often have a lot of moral dilemmas? All the time. Like I'm learning so much about you through this podcast. Yes. Should I wear a Mac to write my podcasts or should I wear something else? Well, you're Technicolor Dreamcoat, surely. I'm going to start working on that straight after this. I don't know if you remember. Do you remember when, when we got your mum to make us silk capes? Oh, yes, they were purple. <laughs> it was <gasps> to be HIV heroes, ironically. How weird is that? Which was years ago, but actually to go to a Pride event. But now, let's just get one of those out, get it straight on you in the office. Are we going to wear capes and be like self-proclaimed HIV heroes? No, we weren't proclaiming ourselves as heroes. We were going to dress as condoms, if you remember. And Condoms in capes? Yeah, like as in, because we always have said that, you know, condoms are kind of the unsung heroes of kind of the sexual health world. No one ever really wants to talk about them, but they're the best. So we actually sat down and brainstormed what would attract attention at Pride and thought, I know, we'll dress up as condoms and then we'll wear capes. Yeah, this I mean, this was about seven years ago. And then what we did was get your mother involved and ask oh, her to make them for us. She loves a bit of sewing. Do you know what? I'm going to get one out and get a picture of you in that cape and put it on her Instagram. And then we'll use it as the basis for my multicoloured robes. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Excellent. OK. Anyway... <laughs> in the room (laughs) so there is some lovely feedback on deborah's linkedin page and someone has just put on there this woman can do anything and i do believe that's the case that's a lovely thing to say about someone isn't it they can just achieve whatever they want um and i think that probably is the case based on the success of nat um the articles that she's written her knowledge you know do you know what i'm thinking selfishly could she campaign for my doctorate? Oh, I wish I had a picture of your face then. That's mm. serious. Mm. Yeah. I literally, yes. <laughs> this is where we're going. She's from Reading. Maybe she knows someone at the uni. I see oh. where your thoughts are going, Sarah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so there you are. Dedicold oh. National Age Trust, we salute you. 
and all the work you do. You are this week's HIV heroes. Amazing. Yeah. And thank you. Just a massive, massive thank you. Like we said, it's the work that you do is so often like as Sarah said, it's oh yay, great result. We all move on because everything's better. <laughs> but actually, we don't often stop to take the time to say thank you to everyone that works there. Thanks for all the change that you've helped implement and all the volunteers and anyone that supports them. So amazing work, guys. And amazing work, Dr. Sarah. P-A-P? I know. Do you think my robe should be floor length or knee length? Well, the ones we have are sort of waist length. It's a bit oh. of a bolero if one might oh. call it that. <laughs> Bit of a half of a cape. Not sure what your mum was doing, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. I look forward to seeing you next week in your cape. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Thank you for listening to HIV Hope and Charity. If you'd like to know more about the work that we do, visit tvps.org.uk. And please like, subscribe and rate the podcast if you enjoyed it. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.